Security clearance level three or above is required to access files. Command codes verified. Welcome back to GGR Pirate Radio. And literally, I'm not going to hit stop. We're just going to keep rolling. So. <laughs> roll. Yeah. All right. Make like BB-8. <laughs> keep rolling. <laughs> oh, God. Anytime I can make a limp, limp biscuit reference. I almost said limp brisket, which... Limp brisket. Which would which would totally be Fred Durst's new entrepreneurial venture that he could take. Hey, remember was... me? I'm Fred Durst. You like barbecue? You like my crappy new metal rock thing that I did? <laughs> Come to my place and get limp brisket. <laughs> I just seem like on Shark Tank. For a two hundred million dollar investment, <laughs> you can get ten percent of limp brisket. <laughs> But he's like he's like jingled up, rolling as his as, as his like <laughs> slogan. So keep rolling, rolling, rolling to limp brisket. But he has like buns in his hand. There, it's like a pulled pork joint. <laughs> keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What is wrong with us? Oh my god! I don't, I don't know. I get all hyped up when we talk about this kind of stuff because I'm like, oh my god, Star Wars and Star Trek, and I get all hyped up, and then I can't stop talking about stupid limp brisket jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna text. I'm gonna tweet Fred Durst later and be like, "You're sitting on a gold mine, Durst. What are you doing? You've wasted your life in more ways than one now." <laughs> oh, alright, guys. So, who knew? Who knew when you turned into GGR Pirate Radio that you were gonna get great commentary about entrepreneurial ventures that Fred Durst could take in his later years of his career, as he's no longer really singing or doing any of that Limp Biscuit stuff. Welcome back. My name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. We're into episode two of our rehashing, redoing movies. Uh, just having fun talking about some different things that could have been done uh, with the movies that we know and love. Joining me again for part two of this episode is the co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. His name is Steve Monick. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't talk right now. I'm looking up what Fred Durst has been up to. <laughs> <laughs> Also joining us is the wonderfully talented artist, Mr. James Rambo. Hello. Mr. Rambo, I, I meant to bring up the fact that it's been a little bit since we've gotten to talk to you, man. You've been pretty busy uh, over at Victory Comics, haven't you? I have. I've been hither and thither, doing all manner of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you're back. I'm, I'm, we have had so many conversations where we have like started laughing and joking about things. We're like, oh man, we miss Rambo. So thank you for joining us again, my friend. Um, Thanks, guys. Of course, buddy. Um, in fact, in April, when we have the return of Steve Monick to the Northern Virginia area, uh, we'll have to stop by Victory Comics. Please do. Yeah, that'd be I'm, great. I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just telling you right now. Well, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to touch everything. <laughs> I'm gonna rearrange. Gonna all lick of my stuff. hand and wipe it across <laughs> the trades. <laughs> oh, this is. Can I see that Spider-Man? You mean Spider-Man number one? Yeah. I don't yeah. really think you should. No, come on, man. I'll, I'll be good with it. Just increase the value of these things, right? You literally have barbecue sauce all over your That's hands from the limp brisket sandwich you were just eating. 
<laughs> Keep rolling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're like, all right, that's it. This is my last podcast, guys. <laughs> um, so let's... That was that. <laughs> <laughs> James Rambo was never heard from again on the podcast. Um, let's jump back into our stories here uh, that we were, they were altering. I wanted to give one that I... I I was watching it the other night because it's on it's on Netflix. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark is on Netflix, and I haven't watched that movie all the way through in a while. And I was like, this is one of those movies that I love watching whenever it's on cable. Now that we don't have cable, let's watch it on Netflix while I'm doing stuff around the house. So I'm like, you know, making the bed, doing various things like that. And I thought to myself for a second, you know, if instead of Harrison Ford, you had like. I don't know, let's use, instead of Indiana Jones, it was like um, Sherlock Holmes was the one tasked with finding the Ark. Holmes being the ultimate planner and, and foresight master of all things, I feel like him and Watson would be in the desert and he would purposefully lead the Nazis to the Ark. And Watson would be like, Holmes, have you gone mad? What are you doing? And he's like, Watson, no fear, this is all going to work out in the end, trust me. And the reason why he leads them to the Ark and lets them take it to the Fuhrer and open it for the Fuhrer in Germany <laughs> is because when it does, it's going to melt all of the faces of all of the Nazis right then and there in fucking Berlin movie over. Like, straight up destroy and prevent, or not prevent, but like, exactly. Hasten World War II, as well, it were. <laughs> yeah, and like, and like, I could just see him too with like the pipe in his mouth too, and like Watson being like, you knew about this all along. Yes, elementary. Oh, yes, indeed. Like, it was. That, that's the one thing I love about Indiana Jones, but it's also the one thing that, that I always find comical, is he never has a plan. He just kind of does things. It's like, I'm going to punch people. And, oh yeah, that's right, I remember this Bible story from when I was a kid. Let's all shut our eyes, we'll be okay. And it worked out in the long run, but it's still just like, he just kind of shows up. And he's like, I got a whip, and I got these, got these fists, you know? I'm going to throw these hands at people. And that seems to work out pretty well for him. He's a very, very poorly planned out archaeologist. Now, are Sherlock and Watson... Are they the two that are tied together on the pole, holding hands at the end of the <laughs> the ghost murder spree? <laughs> yes, of course. And Watson's wearing the dress, too. So. <laughs> Holmes, okay. Holmes, my good man. I don't know why he put me in this dress. Oh, Watson, it's just a roll. Just, uh, yes. <laughs> now I'm just re-watching the entire movie in my head where Watson, like there's like a, like a chubby, like mustachioed man in every scene that Karen Allen's in. So like he's drinking with Belloc or, you know, any of these scenes that happen. He's in that basket. <laughs> yeah. With the monkey and stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, or, I mean, we could even go crazy with it. It didn't do very well, but like it's John C. Riley from that Sherlock Holmes movie that, that came out oh, just the recently. One, the one that got a zero on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> did it? it was, it was so bad that Netflix was like, nah, we're good. Like they literally, they, they literally said, "We don't want this movie. We're okay." Thank holy you. shit! Yeah, that's how bad it was. It's Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. You think that people would want to see that? Pretty much, no matter what. No, they were like, "We'll pass." Thanks. Appreciate the offer. Yeah, I think we're gonna be good. Yeah, that's that's pretty frightening. But like, I just I, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time. And like. I still think it it works. I, I've said in the annals of GGR, which there's an article in uh, Nostalgia November I wrote about it, where I said that it's one of the movies that I feel, it's a small list, I feel that like are, when you're looking at, uh, at them as a piece of art, when it comes to the filmmaking art form, 
it is flawless. I, I feel like there are very few movies that fall into that category. I feel like the first Godfather's in there. I feel like Casablanca's in there. Um, obviously, Revenge of the Nerds is in there. Um, Clearly. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, no, but like... Except for, you know, all the really fucked up sexist yeah. everything. Yeah, well, there's the whole, you know, there's the whole rape thing. There's the whole, you know, like taking pictures of women, you know, without their consent. You know, that yeah, all, that, all that's fine. That's either here or there. Yeah, exactly. None of that matters. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark is just executed to perfection. Now, as far as the rest of the Indiana Jones movies, uh, not so much. Temple of Doom is fun, but not nearly as good. Last Crusade, I feel like, was really, really fun, and it was really good, but I still feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you just, you can't capture that again. Like, it was just, they, they got lightning in a bottle that one time, and it just, everything worked out perfectly. I think that Raiders is probably the most, like, the best overall, but, um, like, the best made overall, but uh, Last Crusade is definitely my favorite. Yeah. Same um, here. It's like, same with me in Return of the Jedi. It's like, I fully recognize that Empire is a better movie. I just like Jedi more. You know, it's the same thing. Raiders is better. I like Last Crusade the best. Yeah. Oh, have you guys seen the uh, the really fucked up... Somebody made this, this, this assertion that, like, the... There's a thing that everyone's missed in Last Crusade in terms of the... Um, the puzzles that it, the, the the traps that are that are have to be solved at the end, and what it implies uh, for the whoever built the temple. No, I haven't. Please enlighten us, Mister Rambo. So uh, there's a cracked article that breaks all, the whole thing down. We love um, cracked, but I I do I really do. Um, the what is it? So I think it's it's the first or second of the of the the traps. It's the, it's the penitent man kneels before God. Yeah, um, that's the first one. Is it the first one? Okay, so it's the first one, and he's the uh, second one is with Jehovah when he, when he goes. But in Latin, Jehovah spelled with, with an I. I, I yeah, like, J. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he, you know, so he so he kneels and he misses the first blade, but then there's the second one that pops up. That's directly in front. And what the article says is, it's okay, it's perfectly fine if you're a Christian because you would just take a knee. But if you're a Muslim and you would bend all the way over, <laughs> that would murder you. Yep, because Muslims were not meant to get the cup of Christ. <laughs> and that was it's like, not the for fuck? them. It's that's not for so them. messed up. It's in the Middle East. Where there are millions <laughs> yeah. and millions of Muslim, no, not for you. This is Jesus's cup. This is <laughs> this is Jesus's cup. It's not Muhammad's throw towel. Okay, you are not entitled to this. Jesus. Go on, get out of here, you crazy Muslims. Scram! <laughs> get out of here, you crazy, Gone. you bastards! Ah. <laughs> ah, booga, Oh no! Look out! There's pork. Ooh. Um, but <laughs> that's a really good point, though. Like the. That was an in-joke for, for years with me and my friends. The um, the But in Latin, Jehovah begins with an I. J. Because, like, whenever somebody just went into something stupid and haphazardly, that's what we would say. They would just, I'm just going to go do this. J. Like, <laughs> you almost killed yourself. Oh, wait, that's right. I remembered Latin. Yeah. Damn it, Indy. Can... While we're talking about indie, let's talk about this for a second, real quick. Did do you guys all hate Crystal Skull? 
Uh, I've only ever seen bits and pieces of it. It feels like a parody of Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, hate's a strong word because I mean, I, I I am actually hard pressed to think of a movie I hate. I think that word gets thrown around too much. It's I take it for what it is. It's not as good as the other ones. It's not. Okay. But it's not like I'm sitting here like raging and stewing about it. It's like I hate this. Like I mean, if if a movie ever got me worked up to that degree, I would need to go see a doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hate, hate implies something active. Yeah. Um, it Im- it implies a, a consistent and and like a motivation. I just I kind of nothing it. I'm more I'm more just disappointed in it. Yeah. Because there's enough that is good in it that could really work. Um, that is dis- is is just kind of thrown to the wayside. Um, Fair enough. Like I think you could have made most of that movie and have it still function just just as well, with a couple little changes. Oh shit, derp! <laughs> I just had a realization. What's that? <laughs> it's the exact thing we're talking about right now. <laughs> hey! Wow. It's like I have a okay. plan. <laughs> you should finish your point, and then I will I will talk about that okay. thing. Okay. I feel like the movie. As a whole, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I know a lot of people didn't. And I know a lot of people... I, I literally had somebody, like, grab me by the shoulders and, like, try to, like, convince me how, like, wrong I was or that maybe I was ill because I, I, I didn't hate the movie. And I had to explain to them that it's... First off, it's just a fucking movie. But secondly, that when we hear that there's a magical box full of sand that can melt the faces of people who are not Jewish... There was no problem with that. <laughs> when we find out that there's these magical stones that can, if you chant some stuff in Sanskrit, it will light them on fire and it will make that really creepy bald guy fall down and get eaten by alligators. Like, we have no problem believing in the holy. And that's fine. I'm not criticizing religion in any way, shape, or form. But as soon as we postulate that there could possibly be extraterrestrials oh fuck that there's no way this is ridiculous like that made me really mad i was like you can't say that one is 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 absolutely positively there's no way that this couldn't that this couldn't possibly happen or that this you know you can't say that it's implausible it could happen but it's the same thing with aliens you can't say for sure now the nuclear refrigerator thing. Okay, that that was stupid. Okay, we all get that. Like it's it's fine. But you know what else is stupid? Him falling out of a plane and inflating a raft and surviving, or sure. not murdering what's her face in the jungle during Temple of Doom. <laughs> like that's the most unbelievable thing. Andy, it's like I would have thrown her off the nearest cliff. How is he not but, murdering Kate Capshaw? Seriously. Like. I mean, in your, I, I actually find it kind of unbelievable that that's the part that most people harp on. They're like, aliens, really? It's like there was about 15 other things in that movie that I would put as red flag yeah. above whatever artifact or adventure he was going on for that particular film. And I get it. I mean, it was the 1950s. They were paying homage to, like, the alien and kind of monster movie stuff that was popular at the time, the way the 30s and 40s were the action serials. I mean, it it was just paying homage from Raiders on. So that never bothered me personally. But there are some other things. And, I mean, I like Shia LaBeouf and even Stevens. But, I mean, like, (laughs) you're, like, Tarzan jungle swinging with a bunch of monkeys. It's like, it just took me out of it a little bit. Did you know that um, the original writer for uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was Frank Darabont? 
Oh my the, god. He did the original. Why would you treatment. tell me that? That's not fair. Hang on. Here here's why I said this. Because who gets the credit for the skull uh, for the screenplay? Uh Lucas, Philip Kaufman, and David Kep. Those three are the ones that had it, but the original script was written by Darabont, and Darabont never had Mutt in the movie at all. It, just imagine No Shia LaBeouf makes it such a better movie, doesn't it? Are you finished with your point? Because I have an answer to that. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, LaBeouf is not the problem with that movie. Okay. The problem with that movie is it is all over the place, and like Steve said, what it's trying to do... What, Steve, what, what Steve mentioned with regard to... Um, making reference to the like 50 space race alien stuff, um, it's not doing it in the right way. Yeah, I think the one thing if you change one thing in that movie that makes a lot of other things work out, you change Mutt from a greaser to a nerd. If Mutt is a fucking geek, and excuse me, not a geek, he's a nerd. He's a fucking science nerd. He studies physics. He studies. He's like he's like a um uh. uh like triple majoring in uh, uh, astronomy and physics and like, I don't know, something else like fucking biochemistry or some shit. Yeah. Um, the whole movie can become a passing of the torch. It can go from pulp hero realizing he is out of his element. He's literally aged out of it yeah. and passing the torch onto space age hero. So by the, by the, as, as the Holy movie goes shit, on it's toy story, as the movie goes on, you can have it be it. Yeah, that actually is a really apt <laughs> um, uh, 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 analogy. Um, as the movie goes on, Mutt goes from being useless to invaluable and actually better at the job than Indy is. Um, uh, you mean he's a Mary Sue? <laughs> <laughs> That's precisely what I mean. There, um, there it is. Hashtag unsubscribe. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you could, because as as goofy as the the whole refrigerator thing is, it is goofy. But it's no like as you guys said, it's no goofier than other things that happen in those movies. Um, The scene, the 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 aftermath of that, of him getting out of that fridge and looking and seeing a bomb go off, is a beautiful acknowledgement of I don't know what the fuck I am doing with this. Like it used to be, you know, read a couple books, punch a couple Nazis and you're good. But now this is a whole other ball of wax. Um, I'm a dude with a whip in a nuclear age. I am well outmatched. here. so out of my element. I don't know what the fuck is happening. That's a really good Um, point. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, I think you could do a lot of really cool shit if you'd had it and and have it have and do like sort of a Doc Savagey thing where like Mud is very like straight laced and like shirt tucked in and over the course of the movie like his shirt gets ripped and you get like more of the reveal of sort of like you know ripped body um, and you 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 have it be that that Indy realizes and and it's literally it can it can be a thing of like father to son it can be you know one like pulp hero to space age hero I think you could do a lot of really cool with it, shit with it but uh. They did not. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was not an indictment saying that like you take Shia LaBeouf out of the movie and, and all of a sudden it's a work of art. No, it was more so like that just seemed very forced, and especially the thing at the end with like the, the, the they're gonna get married and now he's got Indy's hat. Oh, it's so cute. It was just like that was eye rollingly bad. I was like, really? Like we get it. Okay. But like, you don't have to do it this much. Like you literally can have them kiss and walk off together and that's fine. 
and like you don't have to tell us what's we've we've already seen this throughout the movie like your storytelling if it, if it was if it was this shallow throughout then you didn't do your job right yeah yeah um but yeah like i i i've heard there's rumors that they might do another one like oh yeah and that's five is happening yeah i i would be uh, again i'm gonna go back to this just like star wars just like star trek i'm gonna go see it when it comes out i don't care because ultimately these things make me happy and even when they're bad it, it's like we all know that little caesar's is not the best pizza in the world but it's delicious How dare you? it's still delicious you know like i'm sure that there are people who are of a high level of culinary pedigree who will not dare to let little caesar's touch their tongue but fuck those guys i will eat it it's delicious and it's five bucks it's the same thing with these movies <laughs> Yeah, they might be cheesy. Yeah, okay, there might be issues with them, but they're still fun, man. And it, it it's two hours where I don't have to think about anything else, and it reminds me of being a kid. And with Crystal Skull, I had those moments. I had those moments where I was like, this is fun. This is fun as hell. Like, with the with the fire ants thing, that was it was totally grody, but it was it was awesome. I was like, dude, he just got consumed by fire ants. That is so cool. Like, it's... I, I literally felt like a little kid again. And that's... Ultimately, isn't that what we're all looking for with movies? No. Yeah. I'm looking for something <laughs> to bitch about. I'm angry, and I'm going to blame movies for it. <laughs> I hate people that are different from me, and I want my movies to look like me, and I would very much like to yell on the internet about it. <laughs> if my needs are not met, there will be hell to pay. With, <laughs> with capital letters and exclamation points. Uh, update on Indy 5. Apparently, July 2021 is its release date, and... Spielberg is directing it. Harrison Ford is going to be in it. George Lucas is not associated with the project. Fucking A. Well, he's pretty much retired from what I've heard. Like, he's he got his giant pile of cash that he got from selling Star Wars, and he just ain't doing shit now, so. Yeah. I mean, this would be the first Disney-fied Indiana Jones as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. Still, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's cool. Um, Mr. James Rambo. Um, give us another movie, if you have one. I have one more. Okay. Uh, have we all seen AI? Yes. Speaking of Spielberg. Yeah. So, um, I really enjoy that movie. I think it's really beautifully made. I think it's really heartfelt and sweet. And I think it goes on about ten minutes too long. <laughs> There's a single scene that you can end at. And, have, and, and cue up a voiceover, and it works really well. David never gets to meet the fucking aliens. <laughs> uh, you end the movie um, with him and Teddy in the ship talking to the blue fairy. And he doesn't understand that it's not a real blue fairy. And then we just zoom out. <laughs> cue, up, yeah, cue up the credits. <laughs> That's that. Boy, I'll tell you, as someone who's never seen this movie, it sounds like you just a whole bunch of acid just kicked in with what you're talking about. here. <laughs> Um, quick breakdown. Um, David is uh, Halo Jalazan's character. He is a little robot boy. Um, he is one of a line of little robot boys that are made for they're ostensibly for people who like can't have kids, uh, but don't want to adopt because fuck adopting children apparently. Um, and uh, it's like I just want to have a, I just want to have a child forever. Um. He is bought by a family. Uh, they do end up being able to have children. Um, 
they have a kid kid gets hurt by david inadvertently they get rid of the kid but david is imprinted on the family and specifically on his on the mom and so the whole rest of the movie is him trying to get back to his mother um and they do this pinocchio thing uh where um he he learns a story of pinocchio and he's like oh that's about me I just need to go and find the blue fairy. She'll make me a real boy that I can go find my mom and everything will be okay. And the blue fairy he finds is inside, like seemingly like, no, it's not, it's not in Disney, but it's in like, like some, like it might be like central park or something, but there's this sculpture of the blue fairy. Uh, and it's, you know, you know, uh, political commentary and such. Uh, the polar ice caps have melted, so most of the cities are like further inland, uh, and New York is completely covered with water. Um, so David and his little robot teddy bear, uh, named Teddy, who can speak and is trying to be his Jiminy Cricket the whole time, um, go like they they dive down into. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Central Park, uh, it is, and yeah. they find the Blue Fairy. And he and he's like, Blue Fairy, please make me a real boy. And he just sits there and he asks her again. And she doesn't respond because she's a fucking statue. <laughs> and he asks again and again and again. And what should have happened is it should have ended right there. Um, it would be this beautiful tragedy and, oh no, humanity sucks. Um, and what actually happens is <laughs> suddenly there's narration. There hasn't been narration the entire movie. Anthony Hopkins is doing the narration and it says something along the lines of like, Oh, and David sat there for a hundred thousand years or some goofy bullshit. Um, and you know, the blue fairy never spoke because she was a statue, but, and then aliens came down and they found him and they were like, Oh, you're very sad robot boy. Um, what can we do for you? And he's like, I want to be with my mom. And they're like, okay, well, we have cloning technology and we can bring her back, but for only one day. And then we can never bring her back again because fuck this movie. And so <laughs> they do. And she comes back and she loves David so much. And they spend the whole day together. And it ends with them cuddling up in bed. And the narrator says something along the lines of like, and she was supposed to die, but she didn't. And they just went on forever and ever. The end. His, his, love, kept, his love kept her alive forever and ever and ever. And the, love ever. Of, the love of a robot boy meant to be Pinocchio. <laughs> it's so stupid. It is. So yes, fucking dumb. And Steven Spielberg gets a lot of undue shit from people about that movie. Um, this movie was, was, uh, supposed to be one of Stanley Kubrick's last films and Kubrick died before he could make it, but him and him and Spielberg were developing it together and everybody just assumed that the, the sappy ending was, 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 was Spielberg's idea. It wasn't, it was fucking Stanley Kubrick's idea. Um, <laughs> Kubrick wanted to have this stupid sappy ending as well. Uh, he was but near, yeah, he was it, near the end of his life though. So he, oh yeah, knows, sure. Yeah. He was probably having all the all the brain problems. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's a solid film. And that last little bit is real dumb. Yeah. Real dumb. Agreed. Agreed. I love that your tweak there. Wasn't like, let's add something or change something. You're like, let's just lop off this piece and and forget about it. You know what I mean? Like, like, but that's so smart too, though, because like all of mine, like every time I was thinking about like different movies and stuff, like what can I add? What can I inject? And you're right. Like sometimes the best thing to do is like, let's just trim a little bit of the fat and it just really brings the whole thing together. Yeah, man. 
I'll give you a really good example, and this was inadvertent. When I was a kid, I absolutely loved the Dolph Lundgren, He-Man Masters of the Universe movie. Like, it was just, I, I friggin' loved that movie. I thought it was great. Um, I didn't realize that there was a post credit scene in that movie. Yes. <laughs> where Skeletor pops up out of the water, and he's like, I'll be back, or something like that. And I I never knew that that existed until I was an adult. And that actually really cheapened the movie for me because I thought that that was just a standalone. That was going to be the only movie and that was it. Apparently there were going to be like a whole series of them. But like in my little childhood brain, I was like, that was a really dope He-Man movie. And He-Man wins in the end. That was, okay, cool. Great. Don't have to watch this ever again. But like after I found out that there was more to it, I was like, this is not as cool as I had hoped. Okay. This is kind of a bummer. But like, in researching this, I found out that some movies that we know had vastly different endings originally. Like, a perfect example is um, Pretty Woman, which uh, pretty much if you've ever dated any woman in your entire life, you've had to watch this movie. Um, I take it you are not a fan? Not a fan, no. Can't, can't, stand, <laughs> can't stand the movie. Um, but, like, originally, the original ending is dark as shit. Like... Basically, like in the end of the it, movie, the original it, script, like Richard AIDS, right? Yeah, AIDS. Just AIDS. Everybody has AIDS. It's like, yeah, it's like it's basically the ending of Rent. Um, no, like what it ends up happening is, is like Richard Gere is just like you knew what this was, and like throws money at her, and she's bawling and sobbing, and she's like, boom, leaves, and goes on this drug fueled like binge, and then ends up in Disneyland because she's. It was just so fucking like dark, and you were just like, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, right? And then, like, that one was really, really dark. Uh, Blade Runner's originally ending was was pretty dark, too. Like, like apparently Deckard was a, a replicant the entire time, like, which they've speculated that that's probably the case anyways, but, like, the original... Isn't that, like, Harrison Ford, like, he's, like, I'm a pro Deckard being a replicant, right? Like, isn't yeah. that his stance on it? Exactly, yeah. Um... That, yeah, like, that, that his character was a replicant, too, and that's why he can catch the other replicants, because he... Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but then Star... Like, Return of the Jedi? Holy shit, the ending to that was supposed to be dark as fuck, too. Han Solo was supposed to die. Um, Luke wasn't gonna meet back with the other rebels and have that weird teddy bear barbecue that they had on Endor. Like, Luke was just gonna, like, walk off into the sunset. Just, like, I just had to, you know, kill my father, essentially, and this is fucked up, and I don't know if I'm gonna deal with this. I'm... See you guys later. And, like... There was, it was just a much darker ending to it. And, uh, of course, George Lucas is like, no, 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 we can't have that. We need teddy bears dancing everywhere. Luke oh. walking off does not sell toys. No, it doesn't. No. So, yeah. there you go. Um, at one point, um, in at the end of Seven, instead of Brad Pitt being the one who shoots uh, Kevin Spacey, it was supposed yeah. to be Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that's an interesting take. But then also, too, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there was supposed to be a sequel to seven. Um, 14. Please tell me it was called eight. <laughs> Still, seven times two. Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. You guys, that's even better. Thank you. <laughs> but like, and apparently Morgan Freeman's character in the sequel to seven, eight, obviously, um, was supposed to have uh, magical powers. Magic powers. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. It's so true. It's so true. So I did know about the different ending because it's yeah. the, the storyboards for it are on yeah. the the DVD release. Do you remember what the last line is from Morgan Freeman's character? 
No, I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, God. I, I, oh, I've read it God. before. It's amazing. What was it? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, David is, is Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. And when Freeman pulls the gun on John Doe, he goes, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Freeman's character goes, retiring. And he fucking shoots John Doe. <laughs> that is gold. That's amazing. Oh, man. Then aliens came and they're like, we can clone your wife, but only for one day. <laughs> and in that magical day, they, they took one of Paltrow's head and regrew her body. And she lived for one more day. One more day. Say what the Neho. Gwyneth Paltrow's head crawled through a river of shit like I've never seen before. <laughs> Aliens came down and cloned her and had a little robot baby for her to hang out with. Truly beautiful. Confusing, but beautiful. And there I was in Mexico with Tim Robbins for no reason. <laughs> uh, now, that, now that's a callback. <laughs> Any opportunity to do that. Any opportunity to call that one back. Oh, man. Some of the other ones, um, and we'll go ahead and wrap up here in just a couple minutes, guys. Um, some of these other endings to some of these movies. Uh, Rambo, First Blood, uh, he was supposed to die. Like, he, he kills himself with uh, uh, Troutman's gun. Yeah. And in the original script, he uh, was just a fucking psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, like, straight up murdering the town. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was just absolute, just insanity. Um, you know the... who was being looked at to play uh, John Rambo no. before Sloan came on? Who was it? Al Pacino. He could have he could have pulled that off. Yeah, I think Pacino could have done that. I think he could have at the time. Yeah, yeah, because that was before he started chewing scenery in every movie that he was in. Like he he still was a legitimate actor at this point, and he wasn't like just yelling all the time like with his crazy eyebrows um one that i was very disappointed in because i read the book as a kid and i was very 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 upset that the movie version was not the same um and that's i am legend like richard matheson's Mm. original i am legend was it's just a work of art because basically i mean you guys have seen the movie right Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I I have read the story. Yeah. 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 The story is so much better. And I wish they had made the story of the movie like the story, because basically what ends up happening is in Steve, have you read the book? No, just seen the movie. Okay. So in the book, in the movie, like it's it's like, oh, well, these survivors of the vampire Holocaust are, are, are banding together and maybe one day humanity will make its way through. All we have is hope. And it was so lame because that's not how the book ended. And the book basically the reason why he, it's called I Am Legend, and that's the that's the whole point of the book. Like, the whole point of the fucking title is that he's the monster. That, like, he's going around killing all these vampires, and he realizes in this moment of, like, clarity, he's like, fuck, I am the monster of legend who all of the children of this new race of mutants that's now going to be the evolution of humanity, I'm the monster that they talk about. Yeah, I am awesome. legend. And it's just like, he's like, I need to die. Like, I'm the past and it, it was just like it was so poignant and it was so like I want to say I was like 13 or 14 and I'm reading this shit and I'm just like damn I'm depressed like let me go play some Sega Genesis or something after this like it was it was such a good ending though and like for them to just 
completely blow that pass at and be like, well, we can't have Will Smith be a bad guy. Like, no, he's got to kill himself and then give a hope to the rest of humanity. Like, it was just so lame. And so wait, in the book, the, like the creature vampire monsters that he's fighting, like they're totally like cognizant, sentient yeah. people. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're does, still, but he assholes. doesn't know that. <laughs> There's well, and he he knows it. Yeah, he knows that they have awareness. Um, but in the same way that like the vampires and Buffy are like they can speak to you and they can interact with you, but they're still fucking monsters. Um, everything he's experienced from them for the most part has been that they're fucking terrible, awful monsters who are trying to murder him. Um, what he doesn't realize is they're trying to kill him because he's trying to kill them. It's yeah. like self-defense and he's taking yeah, that's it. That's a like, part of crazy, it. They're crazy monsters well, and they're and like... There's also, there's also, I think, like, I want to say almost like a secondary mutation. Like, the, the first people who were initially turned... Uh, oh, that, that's what it is. The first people that were turned are just crazy fucking assholes. But they have kids, and all of their kids are just functioning human beings yeah. with this with this different mutation. Yeah. Um. And and so they and they know that there's this thing out there. There's this man that is just going to try and kill you no matter where you are, or what you do. Um. And the even the crazy assholes are still like like protecting the kids. Um. But uh, yeah, you know his uh, uh his revelation that he's the fucking he's the thing that goes spook like bump in the night. That's a really fucking great moment. Yeah, it really it, like because basically like what ends up happening is is like he's he, he gets to a point where he's like he's injured, he's toast, right, and he's been captured, and one of the leaders is like, listen, um, there are consequences. You've killed a lot of our people, and we need to put you to death and she basically hands, hands him some pills and is like this will make it easier and that's when he realizes he's like this woman just is talking about law and order and justice and like fuck like I'm the bad guy and it was just it, it was an incredible it was an incredible moment in this book that they just bastardized for Will Smith I'm surprised there wasn't a rap song that went with this movie <laughs> and a giant mechanical spider you know like while we're, while we're Will Smith is the legend. Got <laughs> your ass, he is. Goddamn right, he is. Um, Steve, did you have any others before we we go ahead and wrap things up here? Or? No, I just had my two crazy ones, which were which were good. I I enjoyed them. I would pay money to go see those in the theater. I had fun doing them. That's the thing. Like, I I, I think that's one thing we were talking before. Like, people get all like worked up and and angry about movies and stuff it's like because they build up this headcan of what they expected it to be and then it mm -hmm. isn't it's way more fun to go see something and then do the fan theory stuff after the fact because it's you have to be a lot more creative because it's like okay here's the template where can you find something to fit in there or in rambo's case take out you know like what can we do to modify this to make it even better um it's like someone gave you a recipe and now you got to add just the right spice to it and I don't know. I think that's so much more fun and so much more positive. It really is. And it's it, it, it like you said, that's why I had all the three of us together to do this, because we all love movies and stories so much that I knew that we would be able to take one thing and be like, oh, hey, but what about this? And really run with it. So we might have to do this again because um, it's just always fun uh, having all of us talk about these things that we love and finding ways to improve them because we're 
cocky that we're better than everybody else. So, <laughs> sorry, all these professional oh, writers, we're, we're we better are, than you. Yeah, we're the worst. Yeah, we're we the are best. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please don't ever hire us to write your movie. Please, please don't. <laughs> and in the end, it turned out I was the monster. You stole this from I Am Legend. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> But, but what you understand is the fat kid didn't eat all of his pizza. Boom. Call back to the previous episode. Yes. <laughs> Look at you, Steve. Look at you. <laughs> Turns out I threw my lightsaber away. It was symbolic. Huh? 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 Yeah? Oh. <laughs> all right. On that note, guys, uh, make sure you check out the website. It's www.greatgeekrefuge.com. There's articles, there's podcasts, all of those lovely nerdy things that we all love to enjoy and uh, take in. But also, too, if you go to redbubble.com and search GGR, there is a cornucopia. Actually, no, there's not a cornucopia. There's like six. There's six stickers that I've created that you guys can buy. Um, There's one for GGR Pirate Radio. There's one of our little mascot. His name is Ripley. Ripley the, the robot. Um... Of that, we have one that says "Don't be a juice bag." Uh, we've got one for Marcus's show, uh, The Overflow. We got one for mine, Mike on the Mic. And I'll be coming up with more. We're gonna do T-shirts and stuff like that. But yeah, if you want to pick one up, they're only like two bucks. So pick yourself up a sticker, and somehow we get paid for this too. I don't know how. I don't even know how much. It might be like a penny. But buy some stickers, put them on stuff. You know, tell your friends how cool GGR Pirate Radio is. We'll appreciate it. Um, but on that note. For James Rambo, for Steve Monick, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this has been another episode of GGR Pirate Radio. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for more podcasts and our awesome articles. Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.